are plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shanghai. Hello, listeners. You are plugged into the Outlet Radio Show. I'm your host, Azania Shangay. And today, um, once again, we get to enjoy having Jeff in the studio. Oh, it's always great when he's here. <laughs> Give it up for the man on sound holding me down in the background, Mr. V. Jeffrey Smith. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, so wonderful. He's just eating salad. <laughs> okay so um we're also really really excited today because we have a guest whom jeff brought to my attention he was like you have to to interview this dude you have to bring him on the show he's incredible and jeff has never lied this this gentleman is crazy on the saxophone and um yeah his name is mr FKA Jazz. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up, FKA Jazz, also known as Samir, whom I will be referring to him as, if you guys don't mind. Um, That's totally cool. Your government, Samir's a reef. <laughs> That's the I love name my daddy gave me. Love blowing up people's spot. Any opportunity. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, gracing my humble little radio show with your talent. You got it. Um, I'm really looking forward to our discussion today because um, you are pretty phenomenal. I listened to your album. You have an album coming out very soon. Yeah, it's coming out September 14th. (laughs) It's going to be on title. It's going to be all over the place. (laughs) Ah, shit. Um, (laughs) The album is crazy. Thank you. I was... I have it on repeat, honestly. Um, I will be paying for a copy oh. <laughs> because I have to support. I'd love to support. Wow. Um, but until until that time, I've been playing playing the advanced copy Thank that you. I received, and I really love it. It's, it's a dope album. Um, I, this season of the Outlet Radio Show, one of the things that was really important to me was to kind of talk about the pivot that many people face in their careers, in their life. They start out on one journey. And then something happens, something shifts or changes, and then they pivot in a different direction. Yeah. And when I spoke to you, I learned that that was something that you could relate to. Yeah, big time. So tell us exactly what that pivot was for you, because yeah. this this album is the culmination of all of that. So, yeah. so what was that for you? Well, I basically, I can relay to major pivots in my career and the first one came after you know just like going through school and in a way very deeply identifying myself as a jazz musician Mm -hmm. uh, for a very long time Um, and you know doing some you know really great touring and all that stuff you know just like right out of school Um, the reason I came to New York was because I went to Manhattan School of Music. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what got me here. You came here from, Uh, from, I came here from New Orleans, but I'm a, I'm from Houston. So I did undergraduate school at, um, at University of New Orleans, you know, after high school. And then, um, from New Orleans, I moved here and actually the, um, the plan was, was to come to New York, you know, get all the frills and thrills out for two <laughs> years and go back to New Orleans. Okay. Cause I had like, you know, like a lot of stuff going on down there. I had a girlfriend down there and you know, uh, 
anyway, I'm still here. (laughs) 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 But, you know, so, like, you know, when I got here, you know, I was, like, I started touring, doing some, like, really cool stuff. Um, But eventually I got burnt out. So the first pivot um, actually happened in uh, 2009. Um, I got introduced to, you know, this this woman. Her name is uh, Donna Cameron. And, you know, she really liked the music that I was doing and asked if I could do a soundtrack to some of her, like, uh, some of her films. She She does, like, short films. Um, and she was doing like this whole, uh, exhibition for the MoMA. And, um, so she asked me, oh, do you film score? And, and I didn't, but I said, yes. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like this sounds awesome. Cause you know, like, that's why I like you. Yeah, man. (laughs) I would have did the same thing. Exactly. Cause she was totally like you know gassing it up she was like yo i'm doing this exhibit for like the moma like do you do film scoring and i was like yeah i do (laughs) and i had never done that my whole life (laughs) but um you know luckily i i studied with terrence blanchard while i was in new orleans um so i did know a little bit but i'd never actually done it before right um but anyway so as soon as she tells me this, I like run to the Apple store. I buy a computer. I get <laughs> Logic, you know, which is like, you know, like a program where you can like do, you know, like music. And that jump started like this love for electronic music. And then, you know, fast track to a year after that, I started this electronic group, uh, electronic music duo uh, with a friend of mine called Pax Humana. And, um, you know, we were like just blazing away. We were like doing shows at like Webster Hall and Verboten. Wow. Um, and like just like I was like an electronic music DJ. It was really fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, the next pivot was like literally just like a year ago um, around around this time, actually, like uh, so pretty much a year ago, um, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, I you know, I really love how you're a saxophonist, but you're also an electronic music DJ. I want you to do a show, but can you do something different? You know, um, because pretty much everything I was doing at that point was just me and this other this other uh, guy. His name is Brian Lindgren. He's mm-hmm. awesome. You should definitely check out his music, too. Okay. Um, but, like, he... Um, you know, uh, my friend, uh, this guy, Dylan Golden, who's an independent... Uh, rapper here in Brooklyn Um, he was like no I just want I just want you to do it Um, and can you do something like where it's like more on hip-hop you know hip-hop side and like um, you know use your saxophone and so it was like the first time I was like gonna be like literally on stage by myself yeah and so I really had to you know kind of do a little soul searching (laughs) and like really understand like what it is that I wanted to do and that's kind of how FKA Jazz was invented, you know, or like the inception of FKA Jazz really came out of, you know, just like the idea that, wow, like for the first time I was thinking about what is it that I want to do, not what is it that I want to do, um, you know, but then, you know, in collaboration with, you know, because yeah. a lot of the stuff I was doing before was all about, you know, me having ideas, that person having ideas and us coming, you know, to like the middle, middle ground and, you know, what that created. And well, that was that was really beautiful. Before you go any further, we need yeah. to for the people who are like me, who aren't up on all the latest acronyms, <laughs> <laughs> we should explain what FKA jazz yeah. means in the, just, in the extended version, I should say. Yeah. So what's FKA jazz? Um, well, so firstly, thank you for cutting me off because I can go on and on. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's My very pleasure. Easy. It's very easy for that to happen. So you're, you're a great host. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and, and, and secondly, uh, so FKA Jazz basically uh, means, uh, the FKA means formerly known as. And, you know, that's an acronym that... Some people use that as for forever known as. I know FKA Twigs, you know, is like forever known as Twigs. 
Um, but my acronym uh, stands for formerly known as Jazz. And why was that important to you? Because when we talked, I remember you specifically mm. saying that that distinction was really important to you. Yeah, it is on on you know from you know from many different angles. One um, that it kind of plays to the trajectory of my it kind of plays to the trajectory of my career um as you know coming from this idea of kind of seeing myself as a jazz musician and now really now i don't see myself as a jazz musician at all i see myself as an artist Mm -hmm. um so that's the formerly known as jazz aspect um it also uh represents to me uh, a very important conversation that i think anyone who refers to themselves as a jazz musician um, we all need to have because the idea of jazz um, i don't think we should be calling it jazz i think it should be called black american music um, because one you know jazz you know like if you know the history of the word jazz well give us a brief history because i remember you you sharing this story with me and honestly i never heard this before so i actually really appreciated learning this yeah most stuff well i mean it's really interesting i mean you know um going to school in new orleans this is where i learned this um the word jazz actually started off um being spelled j-a-s-s and it was a it was an abbreviation of jackass music, you know, and it was like this um, kind of, um, you know, what's the word? Like, um, you know, it was, it was basically like, you know, shunning, you know, the music of black people at that time. Okay. You know, it was like this idea that like, you know, like these guys are playing donkey music, you know, it was right. like, you know, stupid music. But then the thing is that it became really popular you know and because of that they started to sensationalize it and that's where they changed the s's to z's to kind of make it cool mm-hmm. and um and then you know from then then on it was because it was called jazz um but you know i don't think um i mean in, in the same way you know like you know recently um you know there's been this like kind of re uh you know kind of re-earthing the conversation about using the word nigger you know like uh and like in the same way it's like you know um you know i grew up i grew up in a household where we didn't use that word you Mm -hmm. know it's like and it was something you know my dad my dad was an accountant for malcolm x you know and like so it was like you know he grew up muslim he was like yo like this is you know it's cool that you know this is hap. you know people are using that word but you're never going to use that word, you know, right. and that's just ha- how I grew it's up. It's actually not cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Music, yeah, and I mean, you know, and it, and I understand that that's that's a part of hip-hop culture and, you know, and, you know, Tribe Called Quest, they say, you know, we're taking the word, you know, as our own and, you know, this, and I, and I understand that. Yeah, um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's lazy to me, man. <laughs> the whole trying to... Um, you know, use the word as a term of endearment. It's just, they make some lazy excuses to me. But, but I know, I'm old. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I in in some ways I agree, you know. And I, I think it's the same the same with, like, you know, if I was vegetarian, I wouldn't tell somebody else not to use, not to eat meat, yeah. you know. So, like, it's just it's just something that's, that's dear to me. Um, and in the same way, I don't want to call myself a jazz musician because, you know, I don't really like the idea of that word and I don't like I like the fact that you know me calling you know the music that I do black American music actually pays homage not only to the music that people would consider jazz but it also pays homage to hip-hop it pays homage to funk and R&B you know all the music that you know the culture you know as a whole has been able to like really create yeah you know okay that's what's up (laughs) (laughs) so back to this this pivot that you you said you took when you were doing um what is what is the term of the music that you were talking about uh electronic electronic music oh right, right, right. (laughs) i'm so cool i knew that right (laughs) so when you were doing electronic music 
I remember you saying specifically that there was something that you gained from that experience because you acquired certain skills that you didn't yeah. have before. Right. What were those skills that you mm. acquired? Well, so in 2010, I put out a record, uh, my first uh, record as a jazz musician, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, during that process, it was really beautiful. It was so awesome to be in the studio, to be able to like record, you know, music that I compose, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when it came to mixing it, when it came to actually like recording it, I didn't know anything. So I was like at the mercy of the people that I got to mix it. I was at the mercy of the people that I got to master it. You know, I was at the mercy of the people that were like putting it together, like mm -hmm. actually producing, you know, like helping me like make edits and things like that, you know, because I didn't know how to do it myself. Um, you know, fast track to being a uh, electronic music producer, you know, the thing that they don't tell you and why these electronic music producers are getting paid so much is because they learn how to do everything themselves. Mm. You know, they're not paying, you know, a couple G's this to this dude to mix it and another couple G's to this dude to master it. And like another couple G's to a studio to record it, you know, this kind of thing. And um, in the jazz world, unfortunately, um, there's just not that type of education. You know, there's mm -hmm. not like the idea that, you know, no, we can do this ourselves. We can learn how to use a compressor, you know, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, um, you know, obviously to not everybody's going to understand even what that means, you know, but like, um, you know, being a <laughs> being I'm, la a I'm laughing because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing my own editing recently right, right, and right. Jeff was like, You need a compressor. I'm like, What's a compressor? Yeah, see, so I'm laughing up. because I'm like, Yeah, up until like a couple of weeks ago I had no idea what that meant. That's what's up. Yeah, see. So like so yeah, I mean, you know, so being in that world, being in a world where like um you don't just become uh you know an artist you don't just become a producer but you like literally become everything from you know creating the idea of the musical idea to implementing that idea to putting it out you know yeah. like that was kind of the process that i learned through you know being an electronic music producer and now now i'm just like you know now i want to do the music that i, I truly feel is at home to me which is like black american music and um you know but i'm able to use those tools you know like i i mixed i um you know i produced my record myself mm -hmm. you know i like played all the the keyboard parts i did all the drum programming you know i like mixed the whole thing and i did all of that in the comfort of my home you know, because I have all the gear I need in order to make those things happen. And then with the contributors like Marcus Machado, Les Lemon, you know, Justin Sweeney, Jay Swiss, um, you know, those guys also because, you know, they're in, you know, that same they understand the same the same things of like being able to know how to do things on, on you know, on their own. Mm -hmm. Um they share in that that's those same values so it was so easy to collaborate with them because you know i could send marcus a, a track and say like yo like go ham you know like do what you do and like you know a week later i've got like all of these dope like guitar um you know tracks that i can then like produce and cut up and do all kind of right. you know really fun things with so so yeah it was a great process and definitely the you know being an electronic music producer really helped yeah. you know from that perspective okay so now <laughs> now i have some questions for you all right now right. we got into all that we got all that out the way yeah 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 now i want to get into the headspace okay okay so <laughs> everybody knows that i i'm very transparent one of my one of my my biggest challenges with doing the work that I'm doing mm. is taking on the roles and responsibilities that may if I had like a team it'd be like maybe several people mm. and I'm doing it 
and you just shared that you were doing like all of these different things. It yeah. sounds like you really enjoyed that. Was oh, there ever yeah. a point where you were like, oh, I wish I had someone else who could do no. X or Y or Z? No, I love it. You know, and it's like, I mean, as a musician, you know, you're really at, like I was saying, you're at the mercy of, you know, other people to implement the ideas that you have in your head. And mm -hmm. it's so hard to, yeah. um, to really kind of explain things that are just like kind of floating in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you have the complete versatility of being able to like, you know, have what's in your head and then also understand how to, you know, re like how to create that thing, you know, from beginning to end, you know, then it's it's like, you know, it, it feels so liberating. Yeah, that's like true freedom. What say you, Jeff? Because I know you do that when you're creating your albums. It's funny because I'm listening to him and it reminds me of me when I was like your age. And right. and because I, I was really ahead of the game in terms of uh, playing everything, producing and just getting the ideas in your head out. And then I found I also found the value as I went along and I got all of that out of my system to learn how to. Uh, when you say you are at the mercy of engineers and different people, mm. I saw the value in having someone else come in and bring a different perspective. Yeah. Because even though I was able to play everything, guitar, bass, drum, sax, do everything, mm. you know, it was still me playing. Right. So it's just like when you say you bring in Marcus or whoever to right. bring in, to add a different kind of flavor to the, yeah the mix, so. that's what's up but that's that that's the beautiful difference right yeah. is is this a is a choice versus like being at the mercy exactly of. yeah exactly that's and beautiful. these days with the technology you could do you know you're not at the mercy of being in the studio mm -hmm. looking at the clock yeah you know you know i mean there's a plus and a minus because you could be at home and you know you're kind of at the mercy of being at home <laughs> and not ever being able to get out of the studio right because you know as soon as you come up with an idea it's like instead of giving your body a chance to relax and mm -hmm. you know regenerate itself you find yourself back in here you know <laughs> coming up with stuff so yeah, you know, it's, yeah. A, it's a plus and minus to it yeah i mean that brings up a really good point because i mean you know for a good you know, three months, I was like, just grinding super hard. But, you know, at the same time, the, the beauty of being here in New York is that, you know, I always got my homies pulling me out. <laughs> yeah, because I was curious to know, like, how do you deal with FOMO, which FOMO? <laughs> yeah, the, I'm, I struggle with it. FOMO, for those of you who don't know, is fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, Guy Rute made me aware of that term. <laughs> he told me he diagnosed me with that. Um, and so I know that sometimes when I'm working, like even this past weekend, I was working um, editing the show and everything that was black and beautiful that could possibly be happening in New York was happening <laughs> the same weekend. And I felt like I missed out on everything. And uh, so I was going to ask you when you are responsible for everything yeah, and it's all falling on you, where, how do you strike a balance between like, um, just focusing on your project, your task at hand, mm. getting your work done and being okay with the fact that, in, in some cases, the world is kind of passing you by. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I, it's, it's an interesting thing because I think, I don't know, maybe if I was like 10 years younger, I would feel that a little bit more heavy. But I don't know, at this point in my life, like, you know, I just feel like there's an urgency of, there's the urgency of now. Mm. Like, I, I really have so much work that I want to, you know get out to people that yeah. like i don't really i don't really need to be like you know wasting away in the club or anything like that like i'll do those things but it'll be like um at the the, the at a time where i can enjoy them right. and a lot of times if i if i find myself like out and about and i'm not enjoying myself it's because i'm like i want to be like like putting in some work yeah you know or, or i feel like i'm not like really like um you know really doing what i need to do at this moment so 
I mean, you know, FOMO is a it's a it's an interesting thing because especially with social media, you know, we're we're seeing highlights of people's <laughs> lives. You know, we're not necessarily seeing the struggles and everything that the real stuff that yeah, people are going real, through. The real, the real deal. But like, you know, at the same time, you know, it's like, you know, I I can't be distracted by that because I just feel like, you know, the music that I want to create. Um, you know the energy that I want to like get out to the people. You know all of that is just really is just more important to me. You know yeah. and like you know if I if I really feel at the end of the day I I've done what I needed to do and I've been able to like really um, do my part. You know for the culture then is that those are the moments where I can actually enjoy myself. Those are the moments where I can really feel like you know you know I'm at Soul in the Horn. And I'm having the best time of my life because I I'm not jealous of the people on stage right. that are doing their thing because yeah. I know I'm doing my thing too. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, um, yeah, because the the last thing I want to do is like see someone accomplishing things that I want to do and that you're I fully capable of. Yeah, or that I can't I can't enjoy what they do because I'm jealous, you know, yeah. because I'm not doing my thing. Right. But I can I can celebrate the achievements of other people because I know I'm on my shit, you know right. what I mean? Right. So like it's like it becomes a beautiful thing where I can like look at the homies and be like, "Yo, Vjeff is doing his thing and it's beautiful." And like Marcus is doing his thing and it's beautiful and we can do things together and that's beautiful too. And it's because we're all grinding. We're all like working. We're all making, making, uh, making sure we're doing what we need to do and we're not wasting time doing some bullshit, you know, like, yeah. um, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was, it was this past weekend. I, I didn't have that kind of maturity about it. <laughs> I, I I made the mistake of doing exactly what you said, which was like opening my phone and seeing social media and seeing like the most beautiful black people at Afropunk. And then I saw uh, them at the, um, what else was happening? This Oh, the, the block party, uh, right, right, block right. party. And, and then you're talking about like, oh, soul in the horn. Yeah. I was, it was so many things this weekend that I was slated to, to be a part yeah. of. And I had to make a decision. Mm. Like I had to decide, like, do I want to be a part of this stuff? Yeah. Or do I want to handle my business? Yeah. And um, I made I made the responsible choice. But I just I, I should have just stayed off of social media after that. Because every time I teed, I'd be like, man, you know, like, yeah. oh, look at my friends. And, um, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, it's. Like I said, it's 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 important to go out and to support other people. Like like the reason why I ended up at Dave Chappelle's like after party was because uh -huh. I was going to Rockwood to like support a friend of mine. You uh -huh. know, who was like, <laughs> okay, so another reason why. Uh oh. See, this is this is what what sparks that FOMO in me because I was with him yes you were that evening and i told you to at come. rockwood <laughs> and he was like you should stay for the show but i had done an interview that morning <laughs> i had had a long day i was doing i was sitting with him to kind of prepare for this show uh, and i was tired and anybody who knows me knows i'm a grandma so i was like grandma needs to go to sleep you know that kind of thing and he was like you sure you should come to the show you should come to the show yeah and i was like no and and one of my boys was going to be on the stage on stage marcus machado yeah so, you know, Samir had the nerve and the audacity <laughs> to tell me when I saw him today, yo, you should have been there. <laughs> what happened, Samir? Tell me what happened. <laughs> well, after the show, uh, Marcus was like, yo, I'm rolling over to Dave Chappelle's after party. You want to go? I got I'm on the list. I can get y'all in. And I just was like, my head just dropped. My spirit just dropped. I was like, dang it. You know, so, so more, some more interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he's just gonna he's just gonna drop that and try to move on. But I'm not gonna let him. No. He was up on stage <laughs> that night. Were you not? Yeah, I was playing. Mo and most deaf. I'm sorry. Yasin Bay was there. Like mm -hmm. Robert Glasper, a homie from home. You mm -hmm. know, like live music. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were we and were he jamming, was on stage. bro. And yeah, he was prepared because so I saw when I saw him, he had. His, I had my sax. He had. A saxophone so he was ready that's like a credit card you don't leave home without it <laughs> <laughs> that that gets me into things for free 
but yeah no nah, i mean yeah so film it's a it's an interesting it's, there's a balance to everything right you know like you know i like i said like you know i could easily be in the studio like non-stop trying to churn out every idea i can but you know the, the funny thing is right it's like so this past weekend went by and like you know i went to soul in a horn i did you know i went to dave's show i, I went to you know, uh, Jay Swiss's show to like support the homies, you know, and like that in itself, like created so much like beautiful influence on yeah. like music that I want to do now, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I needed those experiences. So like being being a part of the scene um, is just as important as making sure that we're focused on like, you know, uh, being individuals, Absolutely. you know, and like really, you know, uh, being very clear-headed about what it is that we can contribute um to the culture to the music you know just as much as like the beautiful influences that we can get you know from having good friends you know people that that are not trying to get you in trouble but are trying to get you in positions or like in environments that are going to just like help you blossom it's about the relationships because like you say it's just as important as when you're in here working because mm. being out there and around people you got to have those connections that's right because once you finish this stuff if nobody ain't, can't hear it or mm. you can't go to dave Chappelle and say yo can you play this <laughs> yeah you hype this up it's all it's all important that's what's up and, and i think also you you um you alluded to this earlier i think it's important to have to be in groups of people who understand your struggle Mm, what you're doing because i mean jeff gets it like he gets like you're you're out here Zania, wanting to create a space for yourself let me support you every single guest on my show had no evidence of this being anything of of substance like they they just knew that i wanted to to do something and i want and they wanted to support me in some way and, and mm. being a guest was one of those one of those ways and you i mean i just met you you have no like i could be crazy <laughs> i am crazy but you know what i'm saying like so for you for marcus machado for jeff for for guy and um april walker all of these people who understand the grind mm. and they understand the value of support coming in and on different levels in different ways i think that's important because like you said you were making your album and then you said to a few people like you know would you mind would you help me out would you would you play something yeah and they were like i got you yeah that's major total fam yeah yeah that's like family for days like yeah and you know it was interesting because i was like in a lot of ways i was kind of surprised you know I was happy that I had the courage to ask because <laughs> when I got the yeses, I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, word. This is so dope. Like, I can't believe this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people really want to help you. Yeah. All you got to do is ask, you know, a lot of times. It's you know? amazing, you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, in these you know these people are they're not like people who are just like sitting at home twiddling their thumbs you know exactly marcus is like always on the road les is like yeah i mean he's done he was he did the 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 theme song for 106 in park he's getting checks you know (laughs) like he ain't gotta pay me no mind you know like but like these guys they immediately did not just become people that i work with these are like my family like i talk to les like every les lemon i talk to him every day we're Mm. like always talking like he's just like fam you know Mm -hmm. same with justin sweeney you know the the drummer that's on the the last two tracks on the album you know these cats are like family like i literally like i got these guys on like text groups like (laughs) three different text groups depending on like what we're talking about you know like it's just it's nuts you know so like um yeah it's it's a beautiful thing you know like for anybody listening you know i think the the bottom line is don't be afraid to reach out you know don't feel like you gotta just do things on your own you know you'll be surprised at how many people are trying to do the same things that you're doing or how many people are interested in what you're doing and will like gladly and openly contribute you know because i think 
Yeah, I think, you know, everybody's just in it to, like, you know, have beautiful experiences in their life. You know, that's what we're doing. Yeah, be a part of something special. So. And and on that note, I have to say your album is special. Oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I was listening to your album this morning as I was getting ready, and I had to settle myself because I was trying to put eyeliner on, and I didn't want to mess up my eyes because <laughs> I was too busy trying to dance. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love it because it is it it really it doesn't feel like jazz but it has that influence mm. it's it has this this great vibe to it i was like i could rock this at the gym because some of the some of the um album, some of the records on there like a very up tempo and i was mm. like i was like oh my god i could do this on the treadmill <laughs> like i was loving your album thank you so the song that i want to play for the audience listening i want them to hear no way to go Oh, featuring yeah. Jay Swiss. I really like that track. That track Thank is hot. You. Now, there are several that I like. <laughs> but this is the one that I'm going to play for you guys. I want you to take a listen. It's a, it's really one of one of nine great cuts. Like, it's it's just a dope, it's a dope, it's a dope track. So, um, I'm going to let y'all rock with that for a minute. We'll be right back. One look inside of me, you see a lot of soul. I got a lot of dreams. My mind a pot of gold. Mine, only is crunch time, homie, bully to my future is lunch time, homie, I'm taking everything in store and more, yeah, I do it, then I said it be done before, I get better with a loss, every day I win, am I a winner or a loser, hmm, yes I am, both sides do citizenship, I cross effortlessly, across borders, all weapons with me, I move undetected, Mike in the pen, it's unexpected, the real killer is unaggressive, with every killer sidebonic, there's no death, just new life, Leave no bodies but resurrected. Huh. I love the path too, sometimes I hate it though. I could leave, but it's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. Way to go. Way to go. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. Way to go. Way to go. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. You know I'm way too deep to leave it all Clear path right to my focus and get involved Concrete flows, got lessons giving me that I'm cemented with residents living all over the map <laughs> Gots to give them what they can rock while they living I put the stock in the rhythm, you pay the price of admission Tunnel description, no other ride I envision Got the engine ambition, I put the blast to the piston Every blessing the world have for me It's been clear there's a lot being asked of me If I don't open up, it's my bad homie Play a track, you can give it in the rap for me. So many hours on the train, they think that I'm crazy. Ask if I'm insane now. Give you a maybe, like a labyrinth. The maze can and amaze me. So it's crazy, though. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. Way to go. Way to go. It's just no way to go. It's just no way to go. Way to go. Way to go. Playing a role, I'm having control, you know it's just So yeah, that's that's my that that one right there had me like almost uh what do what do they call that the thing that you do not booty clapping what is it twerking yes. twerking 
That was the twerk that one. That was funny. I was, I was loving that. Like, honestly. Either one is good. Either one. <laughs> You'll accept <laughs> either. <laughs> that was funny. So what's next for you? Because you your album is going to be out in a week. Yeah. So what are you preparing yourself for? I know you have some promotion to do. And all of this is new for you because, this, again, yeah. this is your first solo project. Yeah. And you did everything. You're getting all the checks. So how are you preparing yourself for all for this next leg of it? Because it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a new wave of this experience. Yes. Yeah, very different. I mean, you know, so. Technically, it's not my first album um, because I had I, I put out an album in uh, 2010, um, but it you know I really it didn't really go anywhere you know uh-huh. and not because the music wasn't good or anything like that, um, but you know it just really I didn't really have like we were talking about like the family around me mm-hmm. you know and so um, you know uh, this record is like definitely from the perspective of not just the music itself but also um like i feel like just my life in general is in a a way better place um and so as far as preparation is concerned or what the next steps are i know um you know like i have like um you know my manager um and also my amazing like pr guy you know like um they're like really working really hard to you know really get this help help me get this music out to people who wouldn't normally know who i am um so uh being able to do like the podcast like you know outlet and um you know different things like radio shows i'm doing um i'm gonna be on the today show Uh and uh good Uh good what is it called a good day new york pardon me Um, sir oh man (laughs) you know we're working hard you know (laughs) And, this is pretty uh, exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be really dope. And I, these are things that you know, you know, I say in the most humble way because I've never done anything to this degree before. Yeah. And um, you know, at the same time, I feel like the reason why I'm even getting this kind of attention is because I feel like for the first time in my career, I'm actually doing something that is the most true to myself. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, as as they say, music is a language. And, you know, people can hear bullshit a mile away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, uh, not that I was bullshitting before. Um, but, I, you know, I was, like, really still searching for You're who still I figuring was. It out, right? Yeah, I was kind yeah, of figuring out. That's part of your journey, man. Yeah, exactly. Take it one one day at a time, one experience at a time, and you know. So I was able to like really like I feel like this is the this is really the debut because and that's why you know this is not a Samir Zarif record. This is a FKA Jazz record um, because this a, a, a it's a fully new departure and mm. it's a um, and at the same time simultaneously it's an arrival. You know, like me really stepping into being comfortable in my own skin you know being able to like really feel like you know i can contribute something beautiful to people because i'm being true to myself yeah and i mean that's the whole that's what why i call this album uh, stereotype threat you know because you know stereotype threat is uh it literally means like the fear of being reduced to a stereotype yeah you know and for so many years i was like you know i wanted to do the most out like jazz or like the most obscure type of stuff because i didn't want to be considered like normal or like you You know be boxed in i didn't want to be boxed in you know and i didn't realize the best way to not be boxed in is to be yourself be yourself yeah. you know what i'm saying so like um you know that's what the record's about that's what like you know the journey is about from here on in so everything that i'm doing um you know after that whether it be like the collaborations that i got worked out right now and you know or like the next record that i already started (laughs) you know all of that stuff is um you know based on the same you know kind of principle that like it's all about you know like what can i contribute as you know samir zarif or as fka jazz just me being myself 
understanding the the history understanding what i can contribute right now you know that will hopefully influence people that will do things in the future you know um because yeah it's all about lineage yeah. you know it's all about you know you know not only understanding the past and what we can do with it um but also like being having our eyes open you know for people that are coming up so like for instance in september um like at the end of the month uh in september i'm gonna be doing me uh justin sweeney and les lemon we're gonna be playing for kids you know like um there's this really great organization two bridges yeah um that's in the lower east side they have like a community arts center and we're gonna perform for them and play for kids and like talk to them and you know it's all it's all about not just like not just playing in the club you know and like having a good time that's important but also like how can we contribute yeah so in nor in, in november i'm going to be going to new orleans to do a master class at the university of new orleans oh uh, wow my alma mater you know that's like that's awesome this, yeah you know because you know it's it's about education too you know it's about like you know um not only you know being able to celebrate the hard work you know but to also like help people understand that it's not impossible for them to to really kind of step into their own as well that's awesome yeah Aw, so inspiring. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's so, eh, the box of tissues are for me. After no, word. That's, that's really dope. I, I really can appreciate that. I have a great deal of respect for that. Thank you. Because I know that it's, it was very clear early on that I wanted this show to be a contribution. I want to be a contribution. I just said to someone last night that one of my dreams is to return to my alma mater howard and ah. and like lecture or something because i i for the very same reason mm. i want the people coming up behind me to know that they're capable of doing the exact same thing if they want to if not more yeah um so i really i think that's really dope and i'm so glad and and honored to have had you come on my show because clearly you about to blow up and no, i'm not gonna on. be able to get you on the phone <laughs> <laughs> no more it's gonna That's be somebody funny. talking about i'm sorry who are you nah um, azania who azania get him nah, now azania, you were not kidding you're always family <laughs> you can always call oh my Come god over and have some green juice <laughs> <laughs> sit on the floor we're sitting on the floor during this interview it's yeah. the most comfortable ever nice. So I just want to thank you. I, re I really appreciate you agreeing to be a part of the show because I had the same reaction when I sent you the text to ask you if you would be open to being a guest on the show. And you said yes. I was like, really? <laughs> that is so cool. Thank you. I, I'm, I, it means every, every yes that I get always blows me away. And it's, it's truly an honor and a privilege every single time. Likewise. So for people who would like to keep up with you mm. And follow you because your your album can be pre-ordered, yeah. right, on iTunes? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's one of the only places you can buy music now. <laughs> Everything yeah. else is streaming. Um, but yeah, you can pre-order the record right now on, on iTunes. Um, and then when it drops on September 14th, it'll be on Tidal, it'll be on Spotify. You know, like pretty much everywhere, like music is, you know, being played. Uh, it'll be there. Um, and um, also, yeah, we're doing a CD release uh, show on September 14th as well. And that's at Rockwood Music Hall, uh, Stage 2. Um, it's going to be the first time uh, I'm headlining a show on Stage 2. Um, so I am not only very excited, I'm very nervous. You know, like I, I really hope people can come out and show some love. Um, you know, I know New York is a busy place, but... Let's uh, have some fun together. You know, it'd be really beautiful. That's dope. And how can people follow you? What are your What are your handles? Well, um, luckily for the world, <laughs> uh, I am the only one who decided to ever call themselves FKA Jazz. Um, so you can reach me at fkajazz.com or at FKA Jazz on Instagram. That's pretty much, I pretty much use Instagram and then Everything else is just like sent from Instagram, but I'm on I'm on Twitter and and Facebook and all that good stuff. You know, I'm not on Snapchat. Maybe I should get on Snapchat, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no hating on Snapchat, but 
Instagram is like kind of like that's the hub for me. You okay. Know? So yeah, at FKA Jazz. There was something that we didn't mention that it just occurred to me that I have to say. What's that? That you sang on one of your tracks. Oh man. <laughs> and I meant to bring that up, and well, I didn't bring I s- it up. I sang on 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 four of my tracks. Okay, you sang on four of your tracks, <laughs> and I had said to you sometime last week that you know are you going to be singing when you're on stage are you going to sing your parts homie okay so we're going to work on wearing him down on that (laughs) so that one of these days he actually sings his own vocals let let me put it this way if they are if i get on your on your show Mm -hmm. if there are 20 comments that say samir should sing on stage unique comments not the same person I will do it one day. Really? Yeah. 20? 20. All right, people. Unique. It's comments. a challenge. <laughs> we oh, so you mean I can't I can't write nah, it 20 you, times? You can't write it 20. <laughs> it has to be unique comments from 20 different people. All right, people. We yeah. have received our first challenge. <laughs> I want I want to hear this man sing on stage. Um you guys have to check out the album. I I promise you you will not be sorry. It is really very very good and I honestly am going to have it on repeat and I'm going to buy it. And I think I'll, since, since I already have it, I'll probably buy it as a, a buy a couple for gifts because I love giving oh, people, I love gifting people music. It's, I think it's fun. Me too. So I, I'll probably get a couple of copies for some people just so that I make sure they're on point. My service, my, my community service. You need to know who this person is. Don't miss out. Um, but guys definitely go out and get yourself a copy. And um, yeah, so follow him. He is on Instagram, on Twitter, on yeah. Facebook, under FKA Jazz. Yes. Also, FKAJazz.com. Yeah. Follow him. Keep up. Um, you can also find out through those platforms when he'll be performing, where he'll be performing, so you can come out and support. Um, it's it's really important that we support our artists, you guys. So um, this album is so good. Yeah. How many did I say that yet? Have I mentioned it's really good? Okay, good. And you can definitely continue to support us here at the Outlet Radio Show. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook at Outlet Radio Show. And if you want to follow me personally, that's fine too. Just don't be scary. Don't be weird. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter at I am Azania Shange. Guys, it's been great. It's been a pleasure bringing you another wonderful guest. And we look forward to doing it again next week. Until next time, take care. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is FKA Jazz, and you're plugged into the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shange.